When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to the Legend of Zelda Lorecast. I am Just Ariel, your host, and joining me, since I promised to do the interpretation of Aaron, joining me is the, I'm super envious of Ariel for her long, luscious locks. <laughs> Not as funny, but still tries really hard. <laughs> Aaron. Wow. That was a great <laughs> interpretation of me. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. I thought it was all right. Oh, gosh. I'll come up with a better one later. Don't worry. <laughs> well, uh, Ariel said it best. Uh, welcome back to the Legends of the Lure cast. Um, we have had a year thus far, and we haven't even been out a year. We've had a year. Um, it's been up and down for us here. I don't want to kill the mood, but I feel like fans deserve to know. Um, it's been a rough year. We've had some health issues here at home. Um, we've had some up and down issues with other things and, you know, we've suffered a a great loss in our friend circle. Um, in the last couple weeks, I won't apologize for taking the time that I needed and taking the time that we needed as real people, uh, to make sure that we always come back and give you guys the best thing that we can. Um, what I will apologize for though, is the fact that we may have let you down or, inconvenienced you or anything of the sort when we didn't get a chance to post things. But that doesn't mean we're not going to take care of ourselves because it's important that we take care of ourselves too. Yes, because I unfortunately last week as well had another uh, mini stroke. So, Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... But we're not going to bring the mood down. We're back. We're 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 happy. We're on the men's. We're healthy. Um, but I figured we owed it to you as the fans and our friends uh, to explain what's going on behind the scenes. So, again, not sorry for taking care of ourselves, but we're sorry if we let you down. So what are we going to talk about today? No. Oh, so unhappy news. <laughs> so today, what we're going to talk about is enemies of the Majora's Mask variety. Uh, Specifically. Bosses. Bosses, yes. We're going to be talking mini bosses. And there's quite a few in this. Did you say mini or many? Many. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> see, you wish you were as funny as I was. Uh, you're a punny, punny gal. I try anyways. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So yes, we have many, many bosses. And we have uh, not as many bosses this go around. But there is a reason for that. Because this game is not focused on bosses and fights as much as it is story development. And I welcome it. But anyway... With all that being said. I'm sorry. I was just thinking that Majora's Mask is just the soap opera of Legend of Zelda. (laughs) Oh my gosh, no! Don't take this away from me. Oh no. I hate that you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll get into that. Especially when we get into characters. Oh yes. But anyway, for now... I think we should dive into some bosses. Oh, I got some mini bosses for you. If you want to start off with some mini bosses first. Let's start off with some mini bosses first because we have quite a few. So what do you got for us, Ariel? (laughs) Oh, no. These names. Oh, yes. Because, you know, I've been starting to do my interpretations on everything I cover. So (laughs) this one's funny. (laughs) Save yourself 15% or more on snapper insurance. Geckos. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) <laughs> Get it? Because they ride the snappers. And, well, one of them. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you have two geckos in the game. One is at the Woodfall Temple, and one is at Great Bay Temple. So, the first one at Woodfall Temple will hop at you, throw him blows, and after taking enough damage, he'll hop on a snapper and take a ride. Blah, blah. I know they're so cute. I love snappers. They're adorable. So you gotta you gotta knock him off of it of the snapper, and he'll run along the wall and ceilings of the room, and you'll have to hit him with a bow. Wash, rinse, repeat. Mm-hmm. So the second is at the Great Bay Temple, and it's the same concept as before, except instead of a snapper, you have it's the Mad Jelly. And once the gecko is defeated, it'll revert back to its normal frog form. And that's important for a later quest. (laughs) And the boss key is the reward you get from gecko frog. Gecko frog. Gecko frog. You mean save 15 minutes or more? 15% or more on snapper insurance. (laughs) So I got a couple little fun facts here. So the chew worms, which appear in the lake bed temple and the cave of ordeals from Twilight Princess are similar to the gecko and mad jelly. Huh. You're right. They are. And gecko is a reference to the Nintendo GameCube CPU, which shares the same name. The GameCube was in development during the same time as Majora's Mask was. So... It was a little nod towards GameCube's CPU. Nintendo doing it right. Yeah. So, are we ready for the next one? I am. I'm a wizard, Gandalf. <laughs> Let me guess. Is it a whiz robe? It's a whiz robe. Uh, I knew it. I had to put two little references in there, so that's why. So I'm a wizard Gandalf. So it's a cruel goblin-like old men who wear simple cloth, carry a staff, and cast spells. One appears at the Snowhead Temple, the ancient castle of Akana, at the Stone Tower Temple, and the Secret Shrine. They are encountered in rooms with pads everywhere, 
and they teleport between them before eventually stopping to dance and cast an attack. You must attack it while it's dancing before it can cast a spell. When you damage it enough, it'll create illusionary copies of itself that rush around the room. Then you got to find the real one. And you have to look for the one that's dancing. The real one also appears on the map. And Tattle can also target the real one if you're close enough. So there's some ways to spot the real. There's some ways to spot the real Wizrobe. Will the real Wizrobes please stand up? No. <laughs> and you can use the mirror shield to reflect their spells. And the Snowhead Temple Wizrobe gives you fire arrows. The Stone Tower Temple Wizrobe gives you a treasure chest containing a stray fairy and the secret shrine was robe is a treasure chest with silver rupee. Hmm. Wiz robes. And then some fun facts in Majora's mask. Their name was misspelled as Wiz robe with one Z. This was corrected in Majora's mask 3d. Huh? I didn't notice. <laughs> and okay. So this one's really cool. And I really like this one. In German, they're called Pyromagus. Now, how awesome is a name is Pyromagus instead of Wizrobe? Huh. That's just an awesome name. I liked it. Now, and all the Wizrobes are called that? Yeah. It's just, and like in German language, like Germany, they call it Pyro. They call them Pyromagus instead of Wizrobe. Huh. That is pretty awesome. I know. <laughs> It's what all wizards are known as now. Pyromagus. So the next one I have is a bunch of warts on an eyeball. The wart. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a huge eyed creature that slides around to hit you. It hovers over the ground, surrounded by a mass of blobs. And you got to destroy the blobs by knocking them off and then destroy them before they latch back on. And then you strike the eye as the armor moves around. After it's sustained enough damage, it'll shed all of the blobs and dart around towards you. Once defeated, a treasure chest containing the ice arrows in Great Bay Temple or 100 rupees in the Secret Shrine. And in Majora's Mask, Wart shares its Italian and Japanese name with Argus. And in Majora's Mask 3D, Wart's French, Spanish, and German names were changed to match Argus's name in those languages. I love how much detail goes into the translations. Right? <laughs> Next up, Skeletal Jack Sparrow. Captain Kida. <laughs> Skeletal Jack Sparrow. Yeah. I'm over it. <laughs> it's freaking awesome. So <laughs> Captain Kida is the leader of the Stall Children, who were once members of the Icona army that defended the Icona kingdom during the war. He was the captain of the army under Igos, duo Icona, but lies restless after losing in battle. You wake him up with the Sonata of Awakening. He challenges you to race him and beat him in a fight. You can slow him down with ranged weapons. Fire barriers and stall children will slow you down, defeat the stall children and catch up and attack with sword. And once he's defeated, he admits his defeat and gives you the captain's hat. I love the captain's hat. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all I got on Captain Kida. Fortunately, I didn't have a cool little fact about him. So the next one is... King Skeletor. Oh boy. Igos Duokana. King Skeletor. King Skeletor. So, long dead king of the Icona Kingdom. Once you defeat him, he will explain the source of the Icona's curse. He'll teach you the Elegy of Emptiness, which you need to return true light to the land of Icona. He will watch from his throne as you fight his lackeys, deflecting any attack thrown his way. If you go near him, you'll get kicked back into the battle. 
When you do fight him, he'll take his head off and chase you while his body keeps attacking you. There's no way to counter his head, and if it attacked, attaches to you, it'll take hearts away. When he falls down, use the mirror shield to shine light on him to defeat him. The source of the curse is Stone Tower. Someone opened Stone Tower and the curse scoured the area. It's believed Skull Kid is responsible for this. So we'll get into that later with mm-hmm. the other thing. So I do have a little fun fact about him, though. Let's go. If you wear the captain's hat while fighting Igos or run up to him <laughs> with it on while fighting the others, he will mistake you for Captain Kida, but then realize it's just a mask. I loved that. I did it by complete accident the first time it happened. I walked in there with the mask still on and got that little cutscene, and I was like, I am now only ever going to do this. <laughs> I got two more guys left, or creatures, whatever. <laughs> you know? So I have the Flaming Sword Samurai. Oh, boy. The Garrow Masters. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So Garrow Generals will wield two flaming sabers and to defeat them, you have to stun them, then attack. They love to disappear after an attack, so run away before they jump down from the ceiling. Once you hit them, they unleash a lightning fast counterattack. So be on the lookout for that. Once defeated, they pull out a bomb and (laughs) commit seppuku. Oh no. I know. The Garrow Master at the Stone Tower guards the light arrow and others can be fought in the Secret Shrine and Link Dungeon. I honestly loved these enemies. I didn't. (laughs) So I got a couple fun facts. Oh, let's go. The Garrow's Mask from Majora's Mask 3D resembles a Garrow Master instead of a Garrow Ninja. You're right, it does. Before the battle with the Garrow Master in Stone Tower Temple, it jumps down from a hole in the ceiling. This hole is the same in which Link jumps into to face Twin Mold while the temple is inverted. Hmm. The more you know. See, even I learn things. <laughs> and I've played this game a million times. And then the last little thing I have, the French meaning is Grand Master of Garrows which I thought was a pretty cool title instead of just the Garrow Master. The Grand Master of Garrows. See, this is one of those translations that you bring up out of a bajillion that I do know and found it incredibly fascinating too because it is so much cooler of a name. I know, right? Grand Master of Garrows. That just sounds a lot fancier and I like it. Right? All right, so the last one I have is... The dark and mysterious, like Gomez, but not as cool. Oh my gosh. The Gomez. The Gomez. So, they are immune to any damage while bad bats cover its body. Gotta shoot a light arrow to scatter the bats and then attack the green orb under its cloak. After each attack, it'll spin its scythe. So, watch out for that. Mm hmm. Defeating. Gomez unlocks the chamber with a treasure chest containing the boss key. And I got one little interesting fact. So Gomez shares its French name. Excuse me while I butcher this. Faucher. Yeah, I could be butchering that. I'm sorry. With Death Sword. The name alludes to the Grim Reaper. That's awesome. Death Sword. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The name alludes to the Grim Reaper, which, yeah, I could see that. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. And that is what I have on the mini bosses. It's a doozy amount. It's a doozy. It's not the most, but it is a doozy. We start getting a lot more storyline at this point in Legend of Zelda games development than we ever had. Ocarina of Time was really great. 
obviously. Uh, and it did have a really expansive storyline. But the mini boss, you, you basically, if you ever had to fight a boss, you had a mini boss beforehand. So, and the mini bosses in that game weren't really special entirely. You know, there were a few here and there, but they were pretty much you're just using mobs in a different way, which is Zelda way, which there's nothing wrong with that. But this game was one of the first ones to create specific mini bosses for almost every single area that you explore. Yes. And again, another reason why I love Majora's Mask. And to think they did this all in a year. A year. So, with all that being said, before we jump into our bosses, I think it's perfect time for us to take a mid-break. Well, here we are in the middle of the show. It's awful middly in here. Thank you. Mr. Clean. Wow. Well, I take my thank you back. But I, have, you. I have to continue with my interpretations of you all episode, so. But you know what I won't take back? The fact that you're bald. No, I was going to say my thank you to the patrons. Oh, well, that too. That works. <laughs> like our fantastic patrons. <gasps> At the Golden Goddess level. Gex! And our Sheikah patrons. Deadeye0325. And Nikki Lift Stuff. That's a new patron. What kind of stuff? I don't know. We'll have to ask Nikki. <laughs> and we also have our Kokiri patrons, Courier7 and Remington Cloutier. You guys are awesome. The best. And you know who else is awesome? Who's that? Our listeners. Oh, uh huh. Yeah, because without <laughs> you, we wouldn't have a show. Uh, all jokes aside, 100% yes. Yes, yes. But I wasn't joking about the listeners. No, but I was I was joking all over the place. It's because you are a joke. Oh, there's the burns. The solid burns. Jokes for days. <laughs> uh, no, without our listeners, Ariel's right. We wouldn't have a show. And without our wonderful patrons, we wouldn't have funding to make the show possible. Hmm. And we wouldn't have the funding to do awesome things like, uh, I believe we have some special gifts that are going out to patrons within the next couple months uh, for being with us for six months as patrons. And uh, depending on what tier they are, is the, uh, um, as I like to say, the Gucci-er their gear gets. <laughs> Pay us lots of money and you get cool stuff. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. That's like basically what you're saying. What I'm saying is they've been with us for so long, I feel like they deserve more stuff. All the stuff. All the stuff. So, uh... I know our first patron that's been with us the longest is Kex. And I know next month, Kex, uh, we are going to be working on uh, your oh so lovely exclusive gift for your goddess level. And, you mean uh, me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we've got a few more coming after that, but we will be sure to announce uh, in the Discord and wherever else we can get a hold of you when you should expect your six month thank you gift but uh, other than that we also have something else we have to do in the middle of the show Ariel yes merch I was going to say reviews but merch <laughs> okay reviews it is reviews it is so uh, I have a few today Um. so the first one comes to us from I'm going to I'm going to try this Nathan Bohannon. Uh, nope. <clears throat> Nathan Bohannon. Three. And it's all one word, so you have to say it as one word. <laughs> Five stars. I have a theory about the new trailer of Tears of the Kingdom. Hey, guys. I love y'all's show. I have a theory about what's going on with Zelda and Ganon in the new game. 
What if, when the malice damaged the Master Sword, it released Demise's consciousness that was sealed in the sword after the events of Skyward Sword, and it was transferred to the body of Ganondorf? Then, after Zelda falls in the trailer, she was captured, and the ritual that was performed in Skyward Sword is performed yet again to revive Ganondorf slash Demise to full power at the cost of Zelda's life. And that is what we are seeing in the paintings in the new trailer. Again, I love y'all's show and can't wait to see what y'all think. I mean, that is a pretty good possibility. Yeah, I dig it. I did it. I like it. Mm. (laughs) Uh, I will say, um, we our Discord's very popping with lots of theories, and uh, a lot of them come to us from uh, our dear old uh, Lore Master Kex in the uh, Discord. (laughs) I bet Kex is going to kick out of that one. Yeah. So the next one comes to us from Breath of the Wild is awesome. Five stars. Awesome podcast. I get super excited when a new episode is released. Thank you for great content. It is the best Zelda podcast I have ever listened to. I always tune in as soon as a new episode is released. Thanks. Uh, That's high praise. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. (laughs) I wouldn't say we're the best. There's lots of good ones out there. Um, but I like to think that uh, we are up there. I, I hope. <laughs> but thank you for the review. Uh, and uh, our last one today, because I have a few emails, comes to us from Elephant Man 1549 Five stars. Three heart emojis. I love this podcast. Can't stop listening. The one problem is how addicted I got to listening to this keep up the great work well thank you i mean there's a lot worse addictions you could have so i don't i don't see that as a problem no not at all (laughs) we do have quite a few other reviews but uh we will save those for the other episode we're doing for this week and uh with that i have those oh so lovely emails i've been promising uh i asked a while ago that if we haven't read your review on here yet because there was such a delay and we got behind and you know we had so many reviews coming and flooding in some of the reviews got lost so a few of our fans actually did reach out to us on our email account which I am going to change uh, to something more LOZ oriented soon but keep an eye on those show notes Um, but all that being said our first email comes to us from Lorenzo. And it says, Hello, LOZ Lorecast. I've been listening to your podcast for a couple months now. Definitely one of my top five podcasts. Note, this isn't the only LOZ podcast, by the way. Can't wait to see more. Just wondering if you could do an episode on these subjects. Deep dive into the Zonai. And if Fee may come back. I also have one theory on the Tears of the Kingdom trailer. I don't have any backing for this, but I thought it interesting that Fi never died in Skyward Sword, but became one with the Master Sword. Even though Hylia tasks her with helping the hero and then would die, I believe that Fi is not yet completed her task of helping the hero. When the Breath of the Wild Master Sword is fully charged, you can throw a beam of light or a Skyward Strike. I'm not sure if this is true, but I'm under the impression that Fi calls down power from Hylia to generate the Skyward Strike. My theory is that when the Master Sword breaks in Tears of the Kingdom, Fi reawakens from her dormancy and is in Tears of the Kingdom. As I've said, I don't have any proof, but my guess is that the Tears of the Kingdom is going to tie in strongly to Skyward Sword. Your devoted listener, Lorenzo. P.S. Ariel cracks me up. P.P.S. Please don't be offended, Aaron. (laughs) I am not. And thank you for sending that message. And I'm not sure about Fi. Honestly. I mean, I'm happy that I crack you up because, you know, it's always nice to hear that I'm funny. (laughs) It's sarcasm. It's the sarcasm for me. As for Fi, that'd be cool. Definitely be a cool thing. Oh, gosh, yes. And it'd be cool to tie in Skyward Sword to 
Tears of the Kingdom. Just, mm-hmm. you know. Well, I think that part is going to happen. Yes, that would be awesome. Yes. So the next email comes to us from Triforce Hero. Dear Aaron and Ariel, thank you for the amazing podcast. I really love it. I think that you guys are doing an amazing job. I love LOZ and its lore. But I have a few questions, though. What is your favorite Breath of the Wild weapon? Now, if we're talking about, like, without the amiibos, if we're just talking about what you can actually get in the game... Mm-hmm. Ugh. I love the claymores, but I love the broadswords a little more because they're faster. Yeah, they are. like, whack, 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 whack. How's that go again? Whack, 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 whack. <laughs> As opposed to, like, the thwomp of oh the claymore. Oh, my gosh. But I do like the claymores because they pack a punch when you do get a thwomp. <laughs> uh, royal sword. And if we're talking amiibos, it's definitely a pure deity sword. Uh, anyway, next question. Uh, what's your favorite non-transformation mask? Uh, bunny hood. Done. <laughs> Darth Maul. Darth Maul. <laughs> It still counts. Even though it's on the backpack, it still counts. <laughs> yeah, it's still there, and you clearly don't transform into Darth Maul, which that would be kind of cool. It would be... I do really enjoy my Star Wars, so... <laughs> uh, so, next question. Did you know that Malin from Lon Lon Ranch wears a Bowser emblems on her necklace? Yes. Yes, we covered that. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite recipe in Breath of the Wild? <laughs> uh, easy Ooh. answer. The okay, one that gives yours. me the most heart. The one you don't even know which one gives you. Nope, the most I hearts. just make things until it works. The, I think the one that gives you the most hearts is the big hearty radishes. The big ones. I think if you, I think you get twenty five extra hearts. If you mix it with something. No, you just get all five of them. Five big hearty. Yeah. You, oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Well, see, that's my favorite. Because it allows me to take more hits because I I tank everything. (laughs) What's my favorite? I don't know. I kind of like making the curry because I like curry in real life. That one was a good one. Um, uh, I don't know. The monster making the monster cake was fun, too, because but it sounds kind of fun. The monster cake. Yeah, when you have to make the monster cake. Oh, yeah. So that being uh, answered, the next question is, what is your least favorite item from Ocarina of Time? Pirate's mask. I was going to say Deku stick. Not pirate's mask. I don't know why I said that. Oh, I know why I said it. We're on Majora's mask. It's the uh, Gerudo mask. (laughs) (laughs) I know exactly why I called it the pirate mask. The Deku stick, really? They're just kind of... Yeah, I mean, I can eh, see it. Yeah, they're kind of boring. They're just boring. It's, it's least favorite. All right. And the next one, and uh, I'm going to make this the last one because we already answered who our favorite champions were quite a few episodes back. Uh, but our, what is your favorite blight? So my favorite blight was the Wind Ganon blight. Oh. Oh, yeah. I loved having to jump up use your glider and shoot arrows at it. And I loved it ever so much more because I've been saving my bomb arrows specifically for this fight. Because I knew it was coming. I was like, I'm just going to blow you away with bombs. (laughs) But that was honestly my favorite because it had so many different mechanics to it. It was awesome. My favorite was the fire blight. Really? The bombs? I love fire. That's true. All right. I'll tell you which one I hated, though, hmm. with a passion, the thunder. I equally hated that one. Ugh. Ridiculous. Absolutely. <laughs> re- oh, I hated that. Almost water temple level frustrations for me. A hundred percent for me, because I... <laughs> so, if I'll, to finish up the email, it says, if you can get back to me on these, it would be very much appreciated. Thanks again for the awesome podcast. Triforce Hero. So, thank you to Triforce Hero. So, whew, lots of reviews today. But that brings us to finally, Ariel. 
the end of the episode? Uh, no, merch. Oh, yes. Merch. I got a really cool one today. Oh? Yes. It is the Legend of Zelda Clock Tower Clock from Majora's Mask. Okay, that thing's awesome. I want it. (laughs) So it comes from Etsy from Gizmo Forge. And it is the Zelda Clock Tower Majora's Mask working clock. It's actually super cool. It is the clock tower. And, you know, it works. It works. It works. So you can, the prices vary. You can get an unpainted with no base for $85. You can have just an unpainted for $90 and a painted for $110. Now the painted one looks phenomenal. Highly recommend that one. Unless you're an awesome painter and want to do it yourself. And so yeah, that is what I have and it's freaking awesome and I will put that in the show notes. So, uh, the holidays are rapidly approaching us, wouldn't you agree, Ariel? Yup. So, um, we, we, we celebrate Christmas here. And, uh, of course we have to have our tree. And, uh, we nerd out on our tree. We got all kinds of characters and bits and bobs on our tree. Yeah. So what if I told you we could get not one, but two L.O.Z. themed tree toppers we're gonna have to get a lot more trees i'm okay with this <laughs> just so i can have like my own legend of zelda tree and kingdom hearts tree and you can have a horror movie tree and don't tell me what trees <laughs> i would have <laughs> but anyway so our first tree topper actually comes to us from gamestop and it is the triforce tree topper light up even and uh, i actually found this in our local GameStop when we were there about a week ago. And it's actually not a bad price. It's $24.99. You can get it online or you can get it at your local store. Um, and it's really cool. It's the Triforce. Sits right on top of the tree. Lights up beautiful. Not much more to say about it. It's the TriStar. It's the TriStar. I remember when you said that to me in the store and I almost lost it. Uh, but... I do have another one for you. And this one comes to us from Etsy. So this comes to us from the creator, uh, Burrito Princess. I love that name. <laughs> Burrito Princess. I like it. <laughs> um, and this is the Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask Christmas Tree Topper. So this is an 8-bit version of Majora's Mask. And it just slides right on top. It doesn't light up or anything. It's one of the traditional, more traditional, just kind of their tree toppers but it is an 8-bit rendering of Majora's Mask and you can get it for $44 and I will say it is pretty sweet yeah it is pretty sweet and uh, if while you're there you can also get a uh, assortment of 8-bit Legend of Zelda Christmas ornaments to you know add to your LOZ tree yeah and they are $2 a piece and you've got all kinds, all kinds. I'm not going to go through this list, but it is worth check out. And wouldn't you know, same person, Burrito Princess. <laughs> so that is all I have for today. Yeah. I mean, three merch items. I'm sorry. I got, I was, I was just, I got too excited and uh, had to. You're fired. <laughs> you can't fire me. Uh, but at any rate, that brings us to the end of the mid-break. Except for when I talk about Ocarina. Oh. So head on over to STL Ocarina using our promo code LOZLORE10. You can save yourself 10% off of Ocarinas. And I'm very sorry, listeners. I know we promised an Ocarina duel for Halloween, but life happened and we couldn't get to it. But we will get to it soon, promise. Well, there's more to come about those announcements towards the end of this episode, too. Because we're working on things behind the scenes. Yeah. So, you want an ocarina? Head on over to STL Ocarina and save yourself 10% off using our promo code LOZLORE10. Do it now. (laughs) 
And if you like dice or dice accessories, head on over to Metallic Dice Games using our link in the show notes below. And you can save yourself 10% off of your purchase of dice, dice trays, dice towers, all things dice related. And they also have um, metal dice. They have resin dice. They have gemstone dice. They have wooden dice. They have rubber dice. All of the dice. (laughs) Uh, It's the perfect thing. You know, holiday seasons are coming up. Everybody's looking for gifts. Here's some discounts for you. Dice. (laughs) Now, trust me when I say I have a ridiculous amount of dice. I do. But I want more. Oh, goodness. Well, with all that being said, it really does bring us to the end of the mid-break. Whew, good, because I ran out of breath. (laughs) Well, here we are at the end of the episode. But before we go, we have some uh, big boy bosses to talk about today. (laughs) Big boy bosses? Some big boy bosses. So the first one up on our list is located in the good old Woodfall District. It's none other than our masked jungle warrior. I always struggle saying this name. Odalwa. Odalwa? Yep, that's the one. Odalwa. (laughs) I can say it after somebody says it, but... (laughs) Uh, so <clears throat> a little bit uh, history on Odal Odawa Aldawa. Uh, other than being the boss of the Woodfall Temple, he, it was believed that he was a lost, kind of like a lost spirit in the lost forest. Hmm. Uh, it wasn't until after Skull Kid did what he did that uh, we actually get Adalwa. However, in the manga, Adalwa is a basically like a forest deity. And there's a whole mess load of things there we'll get into when we get to the manga. But it is not canon. Uh, what we do know is he is a tall tribal blade dancer. Uh, and his body's covered in them tats. And he's got a giant sword that is that 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 definition does not i feel represent him in the slightest with that sword it is literally like seven or eight links put together it's a big boy sword it's a very much a big boy sword um the whole story behind odawa is that he imprisoned one of the four giants and also did the same thing to the deku princess which is why we have to go and deal with him. We get asked by our uh, monkey compatriot, sir, plural, to go and save their friend. When we get there, we find out that they're about to sacrifice this monkey because they think he kidnapped the princess. Come to find out, him and the princess are kind of an item. And uh, he asks that you go and save the princess. Uh, And I think it is one of the most hilarious missions in the entire Legend of Zelda series because you have to bottle the princess when it's done. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But other than that, Odawa is also behind Woodfall Forest State because he poisoned the waters and the southern swamp. So once we beat him, the poisonous waters kind of dissipate and all is great. And we get a oh-so-lovely mask from him, which is Odawa's remains. And uh, that pretty much just sums him up, uh, aside from a couple of uh, fun facts. Before you get to your fun facts, I just keep thinking, I'm a princess in a bottle, baby. Oh, my gosh. No. (laughs) No. So, uh, Adawa's remains appear in Anchu's grandmother's story about the Carnival of Time. It is actually attached to the side of the festival tower when you look at the image. And uh, taking one out of your book. uh, In German, uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce this. Uh, but the German translation actually turns into Mindless Jungle Warrior, Odalwa. But uh, that being said, that is Odalwa. And uh, 
Just simple last thing on him is the actual thing that he is speaking is actually Mayan during the battle. And it is Kien. I'm going to try this. Kien Nam Tuk Ul Tukik Tali Tali Tal Tali. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> and uh, Alik Barrow. And uh, it sounds better when he says it because you know <laughs> he can actually pronounce. He it. can actually pronounce it. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I don't have an actual translation for these things, but yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool to actually see after all these years what he was actually saying all this time. And it's even cooler because this is what I really wanted to talk about him with him before moving on to the next boss is there is a lot of cultural influences in Odawa. It's not just Mayan or, you know, that kind of Mayan designs or things. There's also a lot of like African tribal culture in this. And I feel like Odawa was just kind of meshed together of all the jungle-esque cultures and we have this beautifully crafted enemy with a might I say a beautifully crafted mask nightmare fuel (laughs) Uh, but yeah especially with this game there is a lot of influences throughout the world I will say that mostly uh Mostly Mayan really takes hold on his design, especially the artwork you see in the manual for him and the weapons he uses and the tattoos he has. They're very Mayan designed. Uh, Realistically, the only thing in this entire area that's really kind of like African in design nature is the jungle itself. It takes on in certain areas more of a you know, Africa kind of terrain and then transitions into like a South American kind of terrain. It's pretty cool how they've meshed these. It is definitely. So with that being said, that really does finish off Odawa for us. And that's going to bring us to the next big boss goat or goat. Some people pronounce it. It's a goat. (laughs) It's a goat. So, this is a very large mechanical beast. That is the best way to explain it. Because it shares characteristics of not only a goat, it also shares them with a bull. Uh, It's got kind of like more of the body structure of a goat or ram. And has more of like the upper body structure and muscular tonage and everything else of a bull. Uh... It is responsible for keeping the second of the four giants prisoner, and it is the reason it is abnormally long and cold winter up at Snowhead Mountain. And this actually threatens the lives of the Gorons there. And that is why you go up there to begin with, is to save the Gorons. After you beat him, what you're going to get from him is Goat's Remains, and... uh, yeah, again, some of the really cool mass design on this. Super cool mass design on this. Even more nightmare fuel. So, I know I struggled with saying it before in the beginning of this, and I said that multiple people say it a different way, but I have some trivia for you. It is actually pronounced got. Got, got, got? Got, got, got. <laughs> So the French translation, which I'm not going to pronounce because I will butcher, uh, it is actually translated to Rourke, Mast Mechanical Chimera. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yes. In German, it's translated to Steel Nightmare Got. And in Spanish, it is actually translated to Mast Mechanical Monster Got. So, Gaunt, again, is believed to be an amalgamation of spirit and mechanical 
kind of aspects of Hyrule merge together because of, once again, our little impish imp, the Skull Kid. And you'll kind of feel, you'll kind of get this from all the bosses that are going to be discussed in this episode. That's kind of the whole vibe behind here. Um, but once you defeat him and you free Snowhead Mountain, there's a ton of things you can do here. And we'll get to them again later when we start talking about, you know, characters and, you know, quests and things you can do. But this is where the frog quest really takes hold because there's a lot of frogs in this area that you can gather to complete that quest line. The next one we have is Georg. So this isn't actually the first we see Georg. Uh, we also see him in Minish Cap. Uh, and he is a boss there as well, uh, except for it's called the Georg Pair, which we already discussed, uh, which really trippy here. The Georg Pair and that are, like we discussed before, flying, multi-eyed, basically stingrays. And the one we get here looks more, I would dare say, piranha-like. Like cross between a piranha, a shark, and a mermaid. <laughs> Just kind of got a lot of things going on here. Uh, but this is actually one of my favorite temples to do in the Majora's Mask, the Great Bay Temple. And that is what he is the boss of. So Georg is the boss that has imprisoned the third of the four giants and is responsible for the waters in the Great Bay Coast being polluted and dangerous. This is also causing the abnormal climate shifts in the Great Bay, causing, you know, mists and fogs and lightning and all kinds of chaos going on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, an important thing I want to discuss here, and the reason I brought up the Minish Cap aspect of this creature is because... Once again, we're thinking about it in the long run. This is one of those that isn't, that doesn't appear to be shifted from a spirit in the, you know, Lost Woods or anything. This seems to be more of a creature that existed and has been twisted and warped through darkness of Majora's Mask. So, the whole deal with Georg. After we beat Georg and we go through all these things, clear the waters up and the Zora, you know, go about their business and again, frees up a bunch of stuff for us to do some questing. Uh, but some trivia time. Georg can be stunned by having a jar thrown at it or with a precisely timed roll. Another one is Georg's intro cutscene is similar to Morpha's from Ocarina of Time, both being from the boss's perspective as it moves through the water and ends with the boss emerging from the water behind Link. So there's a little nod back to Ocarina of Time for you. And in the 3D remake, after Georg is defeated and the water drains out of the room, a separate room can be seen attached to one side of the boss's chamber, explaining how the water was able to disappear finally. This room is blocked off by a metal fence and cannot be accessed. So I did like that little addition to the 3D game. I finally figured out where the water was being drained from. <laughs> I just assumed Link got really thirsty. <laughs> So the last little thing I have here on Georg is the his name actually comes from the Japanese word Gyo, meaning fish. It's a fish? It's just fish. <laughs> fish. Uh, the French translation is uh, Mask of the Gargantuan Leviathan, Georg. Oh, now that's cool. Mm-hmm. German translation translates to Enslaved Guardian of the Oceans, Georg. Cool. Which is pretty cool when you think about it because the original Georg was kind of a guardian of the skies in Minish Cap and things like that. Pretty cool to think about the fact that it is 
basically the enslaved guardian of the oceans because of Majora's Mask. And the Spanish translation for this is Colossal Masked Fish. Jorg. Colossal Masked Fish. I like that. Yeah, they just simplified that one. They were like, nope, not even trying. (laughs) And once again, Nightmare Fuel. Yes, very much. All of these bosses really are. Yes. So the final giant stealing boss we have is the Twin Mold. So Twin Mold, you beat it. It gives us the Twin Mold remains and access to the final giant. The whole thing with this fight is it is incredibly ingenuitive and revolutionary for the Legend of Zelda series because we become a giant. And I love it. So Twin Mold is the boss in the Stone Tower Temple and it is responsible for placing all the curses on Ikana Canyon. So this is our last of the big bosses. And it is believed that this is just basic bugs that got twisted and warped by darkness for the sole purpose of the Skull Kid messing with other people. And it is... All of this is believed because we don't actually experience any other enemies like this in the entire series other than the Mold Dorms. So it's believed that the Twin Molds, which name derives from the Mold Dorms, is just kind of a play on words and messing around with it, which I thought was pretty cool that uh, we already have an enemy, a naturally forming enemy that is corrupted and changed for us into these two big bosses. So basically the boss battle goes down. We walk in. We're like, oh my gosh, these things are giant. Mess them for a little bit. And then we go giant link and we start just pummeling these two things with our fists. It's great. Use the giant mask and in a couple good licks and they explode from tail to head. And we get our lovely twin mold remains. From there, the curses are lifted across to Kanye Canyon and everybody has a great day. <laughs> so, translations. You ready? I am ready. French is Mask of the Giant Double Insect Scorn. I know, they changed that one all around. Dang. Next one is German. Soulless Desert Crawlers. Yes. I like it. (laughs) And the Spanish translation is Double Giant Masked Insect Twin Mold. Ah. (laughs) I love how the Spanish translation just really goes straight into let's cut the mustard. This is what it is. (laughs) How does one actually cut mustard? I don't know. That's That's a good question. But that's better for another time. As in, I don't want to answer you, Ariel. I don't. <laughs> Just kidding. Wow. So, Majora's Mask is our final big baddie boss. So, I'm not going to go into each one of the forms because in typical, you know, game fashion, Majora just gets stronger. That's about all the other forms are. But it's important that we go into the actual mask itself. So, Majora's Mask, obviously, used to belong to the Happy Mask Salesman. And after Skull Kid stole it, turned Hyrule into Termina and twisted everything else. What's important to note here is that with Majora's Mask, it is a dangerous, dark artifact from a evil dark society of unknown origins. Sounds an awful lot like our interlopers. Wouldn't you agree, Ariel? It does. Mm. So, Majora's Mask literally only has one objective in the entire thing, and it is to cause as much chaos, mischief, mayhem, and destruction as it possibly can to throw everything out of whack and imbalance. And in the end goal do what it was purely built to do, which is destroy. 
That's what this whole game's premise is. The crazy part of this, though, is that through the battle, you are not fighting Skull Kid. You are fighting the actual physical manifestation of Majora's Mask. And we have it called as the Majora's Incarnation. And it's interesting to note because it goes from Majora's Mask to Majora's Incarnation to Majora's Wrath. And it evolves in this way because it gets angry and angry as it can't win. But it's also important to note that uh, Majora's Mask has more of a young feminine voice in the incarnation form. Leading us to believe that the mask is itself possessed by an evil female entity, which is awesome, in my opinion, because it's not often you get to see a pretty awesome female, like, big baddie. It's because we're awesome. <laughs> so, as we get to Majora's Wrath, the shape changes from the scraggly string being kind of arms and things to more of a humanoid muscular buff shape. And when this change happens, so does the voice. The voice gets really deep and not manly, but, you know, forceful. After we defeat the mask, it disintegrates into ashes and Majora's Mask falls. We take it back, ending of the game, everybody's happy. This, I will say, is a very challenging boss fight in the series and can be made super easy, just like every other boss in this game, with the Fierce Deity Mask. I was really hoping you would just say, like, the Deku Nuts. Oh my gosh, I wish. <laughs> So, other than that, that's all we really have right now. There are other appearances of Majora's Mask and other things we can talk about later on in the series, but we'll get to it when we get to those parts. Uh, little fun facts we'll leave you with during this is, during the battle with Majora's Incarnation, it can be heard singing part of the Death Mountain theme from Legend of Zelda when spinning around. Ooh. Mmm. Twilight Princess concept artwork of Ganondorf in Hyrule Historia bears what appears to be an effigy of Majora's Mask on his armor. Huh. Now that's real interesting because Twilight Princess takes us to none other than the banished world itself, the Twilight. And uh, wouldn't you know who's there too? Hmm. Who? The Interlopers. <gasps> No. <laughs> so the next one we have is in the original Japanese text, the happy mask salesman states that the race that use that the race that used the mask was destroyed. He also refers to the ones who sealed the mask away as our ancestors, suggesting that the ones who sealed the mask away were Hylian and separate party from the ones who use Majora's Mask in their rituals. Huh. Right? <laughs> so, the last thing I have here is Majora. The Japanese name for Majora was created by Takaya Emamura and designer of the mask and art director from the original game. He created the word by combining his last name and Jumanji. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. And this is also why it's believed that a lot of jungle-themed elements are in this game, such as the designs of Majora's Mask, our first run-in with a boss in Woodfall, the designs of the environments around us. Everything really screams Jumanji in this. <laughs> yeah, definitely does. <laughs> So uh, I didn't know that until I read up on this and I was like, oh my gosh, it is Jumanji. Yeah, I had no idea. So with all that being said, 
that is all I have for the bosses for now. We will talk about them and some other little interesting tidbits as we go through this. But for now, I think I'll leave it at that. And that's the end of that. So last thing we have for this episode before we kick off is uh, we've been working on some things behind the scenes and I recommend you keep an eye out in the Twitters and the discords and everything else because we are looking at making some events happen moving forward as the Fumbling 4 network. This means a multitude of things uh, that we're not going to get really get into right now, but they are coming and we are super excited for them. It's going to be a lot more fan interaction with these events and a lot more just kind of, I like to say off the clock kind of fun. Like we're just hanging out. We're all doing stuff, um, events, uh, hopefully some giveaways. We're going to do some fun things moving forward into 2023 and we're going to try to kick these things off towards the end of 2022 year. So be on the lookout for announcements and other things like polls and stuff to drop on Twitter and uh, definitely put your two cents in on those drops. And uh, yeah, just keep yourself posted. We're going to do some fun things. Well, with all that being said, thank you for listening and tune in next time. Bye. Thank you all for listening to the Legend of Zelda Lorecast tonight. We hope you enjoyed yourselves. If you did, tell a friend, leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. You can chat with us all things Legend of Zelda on the Robots Radio Discord. Or you can get hold of us on our Twitter at LOZLoreCast. Intro and outro are done by Bettinal Landscape. Links are in the show notes below. Till next time, dear listener, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this.